While the Indianapolis Colts gave up 31 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, the final score is not indicative to how this defense actually played. So who were the standouts in the week one loss to the Jags for the Colts? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, a special audio-only episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here, as always, by my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, they may have given up 31 points, but I was pretty excited with how the defense overall played, uh, and and there were some guys that that definitely stood out and and played uh, like high caliber uh, leaders on this defense, and and guys that the Colts are going to rely on all season long. Well, and they say that you know one of the best friends that a quarterback can have or a rookie quarterback can have is a great defense. And you know, so if that defense can continue to play at that level, by the way, against a tough Jaguars offense, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that other teams are going to be less than Jacksonville. I'm just saying for a young defense like the Colts to step out there in their first game, you know, of the entire season and have to face Jacksonville and play the way they did, like you said, that those 31 points are not at all reflective of how hard this defense play or this defense played and especially that front and the linebacking core exactly so we're going to dive into three defenders that drake and i thought stood out the most on sunday and then we're going to talk about how we expect those guys to play against the houston texans in week two but before we do that if you haven't done so already please follow us on all of our social medias like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live so you never miss a live episode. And then if you can't catch us live, wherever you are listening to us today, we would really appreciate you subscribing to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast and giving us a five-star review. So Drake, let's dive right into it. And I think it, the the player on the defensive side of the ball that stood out the most, I think we're both in agreement on this is is big number 99 DeForest Buckner uh, came in with uh, seven tackles uh, a sack a forced fumble a fumble recovery and he picked up that fumble and took it to the house for his second career touchdown uh, just a monstrous afternoon for DeForest Buckner and, and he really led the charge for this Colts defense yeah and I think we mentioned this in a previous episode but he was he's 100% healthy now he was playing last year with a whole bunch of different injuries. He also had two quarterback hits in, in, in the game on Sunday. So you're talking about DeForest Buckner, who's the anchor of the entire defensive line. He really – it all starts with him as far as opening up opportunities for the rest of the guys on the front. Not saying that these guys can't get it done on their own, but, boy, having DeForest Buckner playing at a high – confident level of defense just makes everything work out better and eventually it got to the point where he was in the backfield so much it seemed like you know whenever they were passing the ball Lawrence either had to bail or if they were running the ball Etienne or Bigsby were running directly into DeForest Buckner's arms so I mean he was all over the field and I mean I think he had seven tackles along with everything else so hell of a game and, and a great game for defensive tackle kicking off the season. Yeah, I I really do think that uh, DeForest Buckner was was dominant in in the way he played. You know, uh, I think a lot of the NFL really forgets uh, how how good of a player DeForest Buckner can be 
because the Colts have been bad the past couple seasons. But a healthy DeForest Buckner is is a top five defensive tackle in the entire NFL, and and because he is healthy, we we saw that uh, he was getting pressure up the middle on Trevor Lawrence. He was eating those double teams and still winning those battles. So you you, you talk about all that, and that's that's exactly what what the Colts want from DeForest Buckner and, and from their entire defensive line in general to get that pressure up the middle, force those quarterbacks to be uncomfortable. They can't step into uh, into their throws. And, and we just see the impact that a healthy DeForest Buckner has on the opposing defense. It really gave Trevor Lawrence, who had a very good game for the most part, he did have an, an, a couple in an interception. He did have some, some issues there. But for the most part, Trevor Lawrence played outstanding. DeForest Buckner was one of the only guys on that Colts defense that really made things tough for Trevor Lawrence on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, the pro uh, the pro football focus defensive grades right here, and in the top five, number four for the Colts is Grover Stewart. Number two is DeForest Buckner, both with grades over 90, which is stellar. That's basically mm-hmm. an A minus by Pro Football Focus standards. So. You got DeForest Buckner and Stewart both playing like that, but especially Buckner. That is interior pressure, and we've talked about this. I don't care if you're a pocket passer or a scrambler or a guy who's like a a mixture of both. Interior defensive pressure is just the worst, and it's even worse for your running game because then if if they decide to run the ball outside, well, then your linebackers can hit those edges. So, I mean, it just really busts your offensive game plan with guys playing on the inside like that. So you just hope that DeForest Buckner can take that into Houston – a team that's still kind of struggling with their offensive line, a team that really couldn't even get Damian Pierce going on the ground, and C.J. Stroud had issues with turnovers as well. You know, if Buckner can take his performance against the Jaguars against the Houston Texans, who, in my humble opinion, are still figuring out their offensive line, whereas the Jaguars have pretty much got it where they want it, he might even have a bigger game and and an even bigger impact, and they might try to get the ball away from Buckner with the run game or bootlegs with C.J. Right. And, and I think I think we, we always know that the Forrest Buckner is going to give it his all on every single play. And that's what he did. And what and partially what caused him to get that touchdown is to keep going because there was no whistle. Uh he he knows that the, the two play until he hears that whistle. So he forced that fumble from Trevor Lawrence. Zaire Franklin hits it out again, and DeForest Buckner scoops it up and, and heads for the end zone. So really impressive start for DeForest Buckner. And and I hope the league uh and, and fans of the league really start to appreciate Defoe and and give him the kudos that he deserves and and there was another guy on the Colts defensive line that I thought really really stood out as well and a guy that in my opinion is poised for a breakout season to be that number one pass rusher for the Indianapolis Colts Quiddy Pay Quiddy Pay was all over the place giving right the right tackle because Pay primarily lines up over the right tackle, gave him fits, was able to get a sack on Sunday, uh, had a few tackles as well, really just creating consistent pressure and and winning the majority of his pass rushing reps. So great, great performance by Quiddy Pay on Sunday as well. Yeah, he also had more pass rushing snaps than anybody else on the entire defense. So that is somebody that the Colts have basically just said, look, you're healthy. It's your third season. The the gloves are off. Go out there and you play your type of football. And boy, Quiddy Pay really made an impact. He went out there. I believe he had four tackles. He had a sack. He had two tackles for losses. 
He had a quarterback hit. He was an absolute menace in run defense, too. I mean, he was one of the top guys on the team. In fact, if you look at pro football focus for the game, he's only behind EJ Speed, top run defender right there, Zaire Franklin, who had a monster game, and Grover Stewart. Those are the other guys in front of him. So that gives you an idea on where Quiddy Pay can really hit. And he's not even hit that ceiling yet. But when he's healthy and he's got a guy like Ebicom on the other side, and like we talked about, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart blowing up the middle, boy, that just makes his job even easier. And he's already a very, very promising talent. And that's the that's the biggest thing about Quiddy Pay is can he stay healthy? Both of his rookie season and his sophomore campaign, uh, Quiddy Pay started to get things going, and then injuries would would derail that, and he'd have to kind of ramp back up again. Mm-hmm. If Quiddy Pay can stay healthy all season long, I, I have very little doubt that that this guy can be a double digit sack guy, can, can consistently putting pressure on those opposing quarterbacks and and bringing those quarterbacks down for a loss. So that's that's this is also a really big year for for Quiddy Pay. We haven't really talked about this much, but Quiddy Pay is now in season three. The Colts will have to make a decision after the season on Quiddy Pay on whether to pick up that fifth year option that all first round picks uh, are afforded. So this is, this is Quiddy Pay's time to shine. And and if he doesn't next year could very well be a contract year for the first round pick uh, out of Michigan in the 2021 NFL draft. So this is, this is uh, the, the perfect time for pay to really, really assert himself as a, a dominant pass rusher for the Colts and, and really, really put a stamp saying, you know, I'm a part of this team's future and, and this team can rely on me to be a feared pass rusher on this team. So uh, I know that the Colts coaching staff is super high on, on Quiddy pay. And, and I, I think as we go along and as long as he can stay healthy, I think pay can prove a lot of the doubters wrong and, 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 and be one of the pass rushers that the Colts build around for years to come. Yeah. And look, if he stays healthy, this defense, this def- defensive front is already talented, even without Quiddy pay, but with a healthy Quiddy pay out there mixed with everybody else and what they did on, on Sunday, if that can keep happening, you're talking about a top 10 defensive front in the NFL. Exactly, Drake. And finally, the third guy that we're going to talk about today is the one that started this whole thing. After DeForest Buckner forced the fumble, uh, the ball rolled right to Jaguars running back Tank Bigsby. Bazire Franklin came up and punched the ball out again. Two forced fumbles on the same play that allowed for that defensive score. Uh, and and that wasn't the only thing that Zaire Franklin did on Sunday. Uh career-high 18 tackles by Zaire Franklin, led the team, uh, and he was he led the team after leading the team last year with a franchise record-setting year in tackles, and of course, he gets a visit from the NFL for a, a quote-unquote random drug test. Which is after, hilarious, by the way. After that great performance, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, as, if, if anyone thought that, that last year was an anomaly and Zaire Franklin was going to be a one-hit wonder, uh, I think they've got another thing coming drake yeah and you look uh, at the end of the day he was being criticized oh you're filling in for Shaq. oh the defense is out there a bunch if there was any negative criticism it was that he was out there too much so he had an opportunity to make more tackles well i'm going to pass along some uh some more pro football focus grades here zaire franklin's defensive uh, defensive grade was 92.2 his run defense grade was 90.9 
his tackle grade was about 59. But the thing is, when you have 18 tackles and you're tasked with doing so much in tackling, you're probably not going to have a number one type of tackling efficiency grade. But his pass coverage, 90. That's ridiculous. It's it's only second to EJ Speed. EJ Speed had 13 snaps in coverage. Zaire Franklin had 34. Okay, so that tells you this guy's a tackling machine. He picks his angles very well. He hits those gaps well. He can cover you also. And on top of that, he had a pass defense and 10 tackles on his own. I mean, he was absolutely on fire out there. If he keeps playing like that and Shaq Leonard can continue to make progress to get to 100%, that is an absolutely terrifying linebacker duo. And then you just throw an EJ Speed for the little cherry on top. Not to mention just the impact that Zaire Franklin has in the locker room as a leader. But, oh, yeah. I mean, you you combine this, like you said, this this lock, this lock linebacker group has a chance to be really special, especially if, if Shaq Leonard can come back and, and be the maniac of old. I mean, Zaire Franklin, our, our, our colleague Zach Hicks put out a film room on him uh, Tuesday on, on, on HorseshoeHuddle.com. I mean, this guy, this kid is a star in the making. I mean, he is just a tackling machine out there, and he's so smart, has a great football IQ. He really gets these guys lined up, and and it's really good to see just the the ascension of Zaire Franklin over his career. Uh, was a seventh-round pick out of Syracuse, started out on special teams for the Colts, worked his way up the linebacking chart, and, and now he's out there just absolutely dominating on the defensive side of the ball. So. Drake, these three guys obviously had really good performances against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that was last week. The Colts are now on to the Houston Texans going down to Houston NRG Stadium. Another divisional matchup, this time going up against a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. So how do you think DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, and, and Zaire Franklin are going to do against uh, another a young rookie quarterback and, and really a, a, a young offense in general that the Texans have? You know, C.J. Stroud, he's obviously going to be in his only a second game, but uh, he's he's going to struggle just like every other rookie quarterback out there. But I will say that he got sacked five times. Um, he was forced into, like I said, a turnover. Um, or no, he wasn't forced into a turnover. My apologies. I was thinking of a different game. It was the ground game that only averaged about three yards a carry. I think that, honestly, man – I really think the Colts have a chance to have a dominant, and I mean dominant defensive game here where they get the ball back to the offense. There's potential to maybe win by at least a score or more uh, for the Colts. I think this is a good bounce back opportunity for the team as a whole, but an opportunity for the defense to continue that momentum that they built against Jacksonville, hopefully keep it underneath 31 points. Yeah. And I, I think, I think the Colts uh, have an opportunity to get after CJ Stroud. Oh yeah. The the Texans have invested quite a bit into their offensive line. Obviously Laramie Tunsil is one of the best tackles in the NFL over on that left side, but there's still some, some issues with, with cohesion up front for the Texans. So, in the middle, DeForest Buckner, that's where he's going to be. C.J. Stroud really struggles when there's pressure in his face. So I think DeForest Buckner can really impact the game in that area. Obviously, Quiddy Pay on the edge probably won't go up against Laramie Tunsil too much since he's over on the left side. They'll probably keep Quiddy Pay over the right tackle. That could be a weakness for, for the Houston Texans. And then Zaire Franklin with that football IQ, I mean, don't, 
don't discount that. He 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 could definitely play some mind games with CJ Stroud there. So uh wouldn't surprise me at all if if these three players back it up and have another great performance uh here in week two against the Houston Texans. So lots to like about the Colts defense. There's some things that, that do need to be cleaned up. We definitely want to say that. Uh, but I think for these three, very good start to the 2023 season. And that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate uh, everybody tuning in. Uh, these horse, I say this every time, but it really is true. These horseshoe huddle halftime audio only episodes. Drake and I have a lot of fun doing them each and every week. So if you haven't done so, please like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colson FN on X, and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and click that bell so you know when Drake and I are going live so you can join the chat and, and join us live as well. And please, if you haven't done so already on here, wherever you are listening to us today, subscribe and leave us a five star review. You can follow Drake on X at D Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to get you all set for week two when Indianapolis travels to Houston to take on the Texans. Do the Colts get their first win of the season? Come find out with us Thursday night. We'll see you then.